You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, and that was another Hornets road loss. The Hornets dropping one to the Toronto Raptors, 126 113. They fall to 1 and 8 on the road this season. I'm Doug Branson. I'm joined by my friend and colleague from the mean streets of Cotswold, David Walker. David, our special post game edition Raptors knocking down the Hornets. Uh, this was a tough one. Look at us, Doug. Look at us just getting back in the saddle. <laughs> Another show today. This is, hey, no one else I find out it there. Entertaining. I find it inspiring. <laughs> I promise you this. No one else is doing this right now. That is that is for sure. That is absolutely, I'm absolutely certain of that. Uh, okay, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Night Residential Group uh, for an amazing home renovation, interior renovation. You have to call our friends at Night Residential Group, 704-733-9576. Visit nightresidentialgroup.com. All right, let's dig into this one. David, I mean, at 126, on the road, going to be tough to beat any team when you give up 126 on the road, especially this Raptors team, so efficient from the field. They shoot over 50% in this one, and that's the seventh time they've done that this season, and so much of it on DeMar DeRozan, 30 points, Kyle Lowry, 36 points. Uh, what happened? What went wrong in this one, David? Yeah, that's it. I mean, their studs came out and performed in an efficient way. I mean, uh, DeRozan... 14 of 22, Lowry 12 of 18. And you know, none of those were, were three pointers for DeRozan. So they got it done, man. But it was really about that 19 point deficit. I mean, you just can't do that. Even if they had Kemba, you can't even go out there on the road against a good team and hope to climb out of a 19 point hole, um, you know, not playing consistent basketball. And uh, even if you do, it's going to be tough. So that, that was the, that was the story of the game. They got dominated on the boards early, um, and we, we mentioned that was going to be a key to the game. Let's see what were the totals on that. Yeah, uh, six offensive rebounds in that first quarter, and they finished the game with 11 offensive rebounds, a second, not only second chance points, but just really allowing the Toronto Raptors to wear down what little Hornets defense was being put on display. And and this was this was tough from the beginning, David, because you had the Hornets starters come out and not be able to put up enough offense. And we were a little worried about that because they were going to be without their offensive leader in Kimball Walker, which meant they had to play MCW. So you've got three guys in Michael Carter-Williams, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, and Dwight Howard that are going to struggle uh, with shooting the basketball. Now, all three of those guys got the game started with jump shots, and it was Dwight Howard making uh, his jump shot, and he made one in the second half, too. Did not go off the bank, David, and that seemed to work from him. He finally abandoned this idea that he could get a bank shot going, uh, gave up the Timmy D look, decided to go right for the net, and knock down two jump shots. I couldn't be more disappointed by this turn of events, Doug. I was really hoping he was just going to lock in that bank shot for the rest of the season, but maybe he'll get back to it. I guess if it's working, maybe maybe he'll abandon it completely, like you said. Uh, hey, one other thing of note there, Doug, six of eight from the free throw line. That's 75% for Dwight Howard, who uh, continues Yeah, you to- can't pin this one on Dwight Howard. Oh, God, no. God, no. I mean, and you know who else you can't pin it on? The bench. I mean, the bench was good. Well, that's the kind of... 
Well, they were. I mean, they got him back in it. You had scoring off the bench. Look, defense was crap throughout. Yeah, yeah. but you can't pin it on Frank Kaminsky. 7 of 13 from the field, uh, played really well. Seven rebounds in this one. They were playing him late in the game, trying to get some more offense. And he was, you know, the one thing you worry about playing him late in the game is rebounding, but he was able uh, to to help them a little bit in that area. 18.7 rebounds, two assists, only two fouls, zero turnovers for Frank Kaminsky. Very great, very good game. The reason I say that uh, that uh, you know, I'm a little wary about giving the bench too much credit. Is that you had uh, Cody Zeller over no, one? No one's getting credit. This I was just saying I wouldn't pin the whole game on him. That's true, but I mean, Mal- I thought Malik Monk and Jeremy Lamb's defense specifically hurt them in stretches during this game. Brutal. It was brutal. Yeah, but you know that's what you're going to get. Um, and Monk, yeah, had another lapse. You know, was subbed in. Clifford, I, I mean, he just, I think he just threw his hands up in the air. Monk subbed in with like, I don't know, under two minutes or so in the, uh, in the third there, I think immediately got hit with like four or five screens <laughs> and lost the man on the inbounds pass who of course hit a three. So he's still struggling on that end of the floor. I'm sure Monk fans enjoyed the threes that he was able to knock down. He did look to have it going from that end, but that's why he's not playing, folks. I mean, the the defensive lapses um, and and the growing pains on the point guard position on offense as well. But um, you know, I mean, he got his minutes um, and he did hit a couple shots. So if you're looking for a little silver lining in his play, it was there. But yeah, you mentioned it. I mean, the defense all night, Doug. The total one eighteen. I'm sorry, that is the wrong. This is immediately after the game, folks. No one else is doing this. <laughs> let me let me just say let me just say this about Malik Monk while you while you get your while you get your numbers. Okay, I don't think there's any silver lining for Malik Monk in this game. I, I, I think the game showed off the one the one big positive that's always going to be there his three point shooting ability, but it also showed off the multiple negatives that playing Malik Monk has meant for the Charlotte Hornets this season. He ends the first half by pulling up short on a basket cut, followed by a terrible transition defensive play on Kyle Lowry. And then the next time he checks in, he immediately gives up a three-pointer to Van Vliet on a crazy late rotation. And then probably most egregious for me is uh, a little later in that in that fourth quarter, he heaves a three-pointer, was trying to get the foul, did not receive the foul call, looks at the ref, slow plays. It doesn't get back in transition defense. Norman Powell hits the corner three. Again, just one of many moments where the Hornets were trying to get back into this game and were unable to because they were giving up plays on the defensive end. I'm, I was extremely disappointed with Malik Monk's performance, especially in a game. Okay, he's not been playing much because they've been deferring to Michael Carter-Williams because... MCW has been giving them defensive intensity uh, and and, and, uh, defensive strengths, but also uh, handling the ball well. And Malik Monk gets gets an opportunity here without Kimba Walker in the game to step up and show something, and he fails miserably. I I think you're being a little too harsh on him, to be honest with you. I I mean, what else do you want him to do? You want him to shoot that ball. He's not going to turn into a defensive lockdown defender overnight he's still there wasn't there was no these these defensive issues david were not locked down one-on-one mono mono kind of issues these were these were late rotations these were not paying attention these were looking at the referee when he should have been back on transition defense i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry david i'm just i'm trying to be honest
honest about what I saw. I'm not, I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm just trying to be honest about what I saw tonight and, and I'm feeling, and I think I'm feeling the same way that a lot of people are right now that aren't, you know, just completely hypnotized by his three point shooting and going, what is going on out there with Malik Monk on the defensive end? And, and how much is this going to hurt his playtime going forward? It's not going to help, but we've already, I mean, you know, as when everyone's healthy, he's going to be the last man on the totem pole. I, I look, he wasn't a factor to me in this game. Did, did he play well? Not particularly, certainly not on defense, but it, he was to me like this game had very little to do with his time in there personally. I mean, this was a, I mean, did you, are you yeah, hanging a lot? Of the- I completely disagree with that. I, I think that the, the, the defensive lapses were exactly uh, the the problem in this game and and part of that look if you know you know what DeRozan is going to do to you okay that the, to me his his thirty points were were baked into this when he scored two points against Atlanta uh, you know DeRozan is not going to have two straight games of of uh, that kind of offensive performance only took five shots in that game against Atlanta the previous game for the Raptors so you knew he was going to come into this one extremely aggressive he was 14 of 22 30 points he was shooting over the top of defense that's what he does right Kyle Lowry uh, you know a sneaky 36 points that sounds weird how do you get a sneaky 36 points well you you uh, get those live rebounds and you take them quickly down the floor and knock down three-point shots and that's what he was doing over and over again the Hornets were losing Kyle Lowry in transition. Okay, so that's tough. They should not have let that happen. But then you can't let Van Vliet get two threes. You can't let Norman Powell get two threes. You can't allow the Toronto Raptors to shoot 14 of 32 from beyond the arc and expect to win a basket. I mean, they needed, they got to the line for 35 free throw attempts and they Mm -hmm. needed every single one of them to play competent enough offensively to be in this one. And then they still couldn't do it because the defense wasn't there and they got horribly out rebounded. This was just a really disappointing game for me. I I thought, you know, look, this was going to be, well, well, this was going to be tough without Kimba Walker and, you know, Michael Carter Williams. We got to talk about that. He was one of 10 from the field, did get to the line, seven free throw attempts, seven of seven from the line, six rebounds, five assists, nine points, Five turnovers, that's tough. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's going to put them behind the eight ball, sure. But they were only down two points in the third quarter. This one was within reach. Yeah, you felt like the. I just never thought, I never had a feeling that they were going to be able to pull that one out. I just, I thought it was going to be too much from Lowry and DeRozan. And you mentioned MCW. I mean, let's talk about him a little bit because he certainly has more control over any over the offense than anyone else out there. But I, it's, it's odd when you watch him come down and at most 75% of the time, doesn't look like he has an actual plan for where he's going. He's just getting too deep in there, gets himself into some odd situations. You mentioned the five turnovers. Uh, he got bailed out. I thought he did get to the free throw line, I guess, but you know, that could have been a, a, a few more turnovers. He got guys in the air, was able to get them, on foul calls, but um, he's struggling a little bit with the timing. You saw with Dwight, you know, a lob early on in the game went awry. Yeah, well, Dwight was expecting a lob and he, he threw him a chest pass. Yeah. So that's just, but that's, that's, that is what it is right now without Kimba in there. He's playing, you know, double the minutes. Yeah. But um, MCW's MCW's one move 
right now is to uh, shot fake, drive, and then hope to yeah. get fouled on the drive. I mean, I'm not saying that in, in, in any kind of joking way. I mean, that's the one move that he had in this game. Uh, he did hit a couple of threes the other night. He had a couple of wide open set shots in this one that he completely missed. Uh, be yeah, I mean, the offense yeah. is is just not there for Williams. And would, you, what, would I have liked to see a few more shards? Shards? No, I would not have. That's a shard. That's a shard. Would I have liked to see uh, a few more shots for Marvin Williams? Two of four, only getting four attempts in this one. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I called for that at the beginning of the uh, at the preview. Uh, I thought there were the you know maybe a few more shots from a Carter Williams should have gone Marvin's way. Uh, Nick Batum only nine attempts in this one. And, you know, I thought he was sufficiently aggressive, but just wasn't get. And it's tough, too, because, you know, when you it's tough for both Batum and Marvin, because when you're playing with Michael Carter Williams, Dwight Howard and Michael K. Gilchrist, there's a little bit, you know, th- those defenders can lay off and and then you can be really aggressive with Batum and Williams from beyond yeah. the arc. Uh, that's that's a he MCW can't shoot more than Batum. I mean, that that can't happen in my opinion in this current lineup. He shot ten times. Batum only shot nine times. I mean, it's right there if you want to nitpick, but I, I, it shouldn't even be that close. And and some of that may be on Batum, especially with Kemba out. You know, he had ten points in this one, only three of nine from the field, a one of three from three. But like, did hit a big shot. Did hit a big shot yeah. in that in I in that fourth quarter. A big three down the stretch, but I think he's got to be a little more involved. And I don't know how they work that out with MCW out there because he's got the ball a lot. And, and it just looked like I don't know how much you can blame this on him or blame that on him. He just hasn't had the time in there with these guys. He played 32 minutes tonight. So, you know, it's just going to be a struggle. I don't know how long Kemba is going to be out, but uh, th- that's some of the stuff we foresaw going into this game, just the unfamiliarity with the rest of these guys. I want to take a second to tell you about Knight Residential Group. They are an all-inclusive residential construction company right here in Charlotte that specializes in high-end custom construction. We're talking brilliant interior renovations, immaculate custom-built homes. If it can be built, the Knight Residential Group can have it done for you. With a combined 165 years of construction experience, Knight Residential Group believes in doing projects with meticulous detail using the absolute highest standards. Use Knight Residential Group and you can be sure that you're going to have a pleasant customer experience and end up with a beautiful home. Don't trust your next custom home project to just any construction company. You have to use the group that we trust here on the show, Knight Residential Group. Call them at 704-733-9566. That number again, 704-733-9566. Or you can visit knightresidentialgroup.com. That's Knight with a K. Join so many other satisfied current homeowners and allow Knight Residential Group to provide you with your forever home. Okay, this was a loss. This was a bad loss, in my opinion, on the road. Hornets falling to one and eight on the road. Have to win some some road games uh, yeah. sooner rather than later, David. But we've we've been really negative. Let's talk about a couple of positives. And I want to start. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> there were, Just kidding. There were some. So much more easy to be negative, but okay. There were some. Uh, let's start with Dwight Howard. Eight of twelve from the field, uh, six of eight fr- uh, from the free throw line. You mentioned that twenty-two points, ten rebounds, three assists in this one as well, including yeah, a couple of stellar dunks on young oh. Jakob Pertl. Yeah, 
Thanks for reminding me of that. We need to get some video of those out if we can get our hands on. I'm sure it'll be bouncing around Twitter already. But, dude, every time I see Dwight do something like that, it just – I'm shocked that we ever thought that he had lost a step, I guess. But, well, I mean, he's he, healthier. Two-handed, yeah. These are two-hand stuffs. And he put two guys in the rim on that last one. I mean, he got, he got hung a little Inside bit. Inside the rim, all the way in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty impressive. And Yaka, yeah, Yaka Pertle, he it just you could see Dwight Howard's eyes light up when he got that matchup. And and he he didn't want to back Pertle down. He wanted to face him up. He crossed him up on the oh, first so one. Yeah, just amazing. And then uh, and then he got another matchup later in the game, did the same thing, wanted to face up Pertle, those slow feet. He knew he could beat him, and he got that matchup, David, because the Hornets did a great job of attacking Valanchunas early and getting him into foul trouble, which allowed Dwight to get that matchup against Pirtle. I thought the Hornets did a great job at doing that. Now, I will say this for Dwight. I don't want to go back to the negative, but I thought Howard let Valanchunas get a little bit too much in that first quarter offensively, was allowing him to get behind him uh, in the paint, getting some easy touches for Valanchunas early in the game, but did not have to deal with him later in the game. All right, let's see. If you know, Efficient offensive nights from Jeremy Lamb and Frank Kaminsky, uh, 14 of 26 combined. They each score uh, 18 points. What were some other positives that you gleaned from this game? Well, uh, Johnny O'Brien hit his only two shots. <laughs> the uh, how about, how, how, pure, about, how about how Cody's? Pure, what? How pure were those two J's? I mean, just, just stone cold. Um, Jay, listen, JLB is going to shoot it in garbage time. <laughs> he's the guy. He's got one job. It's garbage, man. Yeah. He loves to get what in there and do? shoot it up. What did Cody do? Uh, Cody is growing out the facial hair, man. He's got the, we got to talk about the hash browns on his face. (laughs) Uh, He was being lazy on the, on the game coverage. So, uh, Hey, how about your boy? OG. OG and a newbie and a and a newbie or and a Well, how can you, how can you play 19 minutes and only attempt one field goal? That's what I know. I guess. Yeah. Why is he my boy? Did you like him coming out of the draft? Right. He's one of your guys. Well, he's one of these. One of he's one of these guys that annoys me, honestly. Who who is all the stories around him are injury, 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 and then and now he's starting for the Raptors. Like that's incredibly that's incredibly annoying. Oh right, like he might not ever play this year, and then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. uh, he, oh. he was getting a lot of he was getting a lot of buzz over the last week. I heard a lot of Raps fans really high he's on big, him. Man, he's big and yeah. long, and he bouncy. and bouncy and yeah. and just annoying defensively. And he's the kind of rookie that can start his rookie year. That's the and he's getting. He only got 19 minutes in this one because because they figured out early on. Now the Raptors figured out early on that they could uh, outrun and outscore the Hornets, and and so they didn't need Ananobi. They weren't going to need Ananobi's defense. They they were going to need more offense. Well, here's what it comes down to, Doug. I mean, they're averaging 112 points there at home, are the Raptors, and, and the Hornets give up. You know, they score 113. Okay, if they had held them to the average, they would have won the game. Yeah, so they got to get something figured out. I, I don't know. I mean, what do you take from this? Look, what, you, can, can, you, can say, you can say, well, they didn't have Kimball Walker, and Michael Carter-Williams was one of 10 from the field, and, you know, he only scored nine points, and blah, 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 blah. But bottom line is... You insert Kimmel Walker into that lineup, and I don't think it cures anything defensively. I'm not. I'm not sure that Kyle Lowry 
scores any less than than he scored tonight. I mean, those guys were on fire. I, I think you got to live with the sixty six that DeRozan and Lowry put yep. up, but it was it was the the early offense from Valanchunas. It was uh, the dunk on Ibaka on Kaminsky. It was, uh, you know, you held, oh, you held C.J. Miles to one of six from beyond the arc. That was a victory. It was Van Vliet. It was Powell. It was Siakam. It was all of these. Uh, Jakob had, was four of five. Uh, it was all of these auxiliary players that were able to get efficient offense the end. Hell, Baby Noguera scored a three. <laughs> you can't well, lose, but I will say this for Lowry: they lost him way too many times uh, again on live off uh, on live defensive rebounds. They were losing Lowry, and and then they could, and and I don't think Kimball Walker helps their inability to keep the Raptors off the offensive boards either. So no, I'm just not pinning this on Kimba. No, 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 no. I, <sighs> I do wonder though, Kimba works hard on defense. You know, he he does his best to give at least guys trouble. There were times tonight where, where uh, Lamb in particularly late was literally just guiding DeRozan to the basket. There was no effort for a defensive stance. There was one hand up, one hand on the hip. I mean, they were doing a nice, nice little two-step. There's way too much of that. Uh, you know what I mean? There's there's no resistance at times. You're right. Anyone. I will I will pin it on Kemba because it allowed Malik Monk to get too many minutes. And that... Well, I mean, if you put MCW back on that second unit, maybe that, that does make a difference. I, I just, I don't know where, how that changes. You know, I, I don't know what... The fixes for that. Are you going to put bacon in more? Um, I mean, who, who's well, let's he talk say? about. Well, by the way, by the way, let's talk about that. Dwayne Bacon, only five minutes in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that? His numbers, his his minutes have dwindled significantly. <sighs> yeah, they have. Um, he he was he assumed the the monk role tonight, and I think it's just going to be one of those things where they needed monk to be in there. To, be the ball handler more. Whereas if MCW's in there, um, back on that second unit, maybe you get it. But but that's these are these are rookies. I mean, they're going to be a bit up and down. I mean, where do you? I don't know. It's tough to sub out any of those other guys Hornets, and put in. Yeah, Hornets couldn't get the corner three going in this one. They couldn't really get much going on at the rim either. Toronto was just unstoppable at the rim. Sixty-seven point seven percent. And 32% of their attempts coming at the rim. A lot, I mean, Toronto did a great job of forcing, you know, guys like Serge Ibaka and Valanchunas and Pirtle as well. Keep, they've got a lot of length and size underneath, and they were keeping the Hornets, um, you know, at, in the mid range where the Hornets were not as effective as Toronto. Toronto loves to be in the mid range, they'll, they'll take mid range yeah. shots all day long. And, and they were doing that and being effective at doing that. And, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I was just looking for any positives. I mean, the positives are they are getting some buckets. I mean, Jeremy Lamb continues. The offense to, looks good. Yeah. The, the, Jeremy Lamb continues to be a guy who can score and in a variety of ways. You know, he's getting his body in some weird situations and throwing up baskets that are going in that are big. And they're all big when you're trying to come back from down 19. But they have just got to find some you know, fortitude here to play some defense. And I do think at times it just comes down to individual play. They got to, they got to get their, they got to get their hands in the clay. I want to have my hands in the clay. (laughs) I'm trying to be positive. Absolutely. Okay. I think we've talked this game enough. What do you think? Oh my God. We talked 
way too much about All right, so the Hornets. The Hornets have another chance to redeem themselves on the road against Miami. Miami losing to the Knicks. Uh, they were on the second night of a back-to-back, so that, that might not be the best indicator of where Miami is, but that does send them to below 500. They are now uh, 10 and 11. Uh, the Knicks go to 11 and 10. And the Hornets have an opportunity to get a little closer to Miami and start to get themselves back into uh, the the East conversation because it falls off around Miami and New York. It falls off down to the Hornets who are sitting now, uh, what did I say, 8 and 11, 8 and 12? 12. 8 and 12. So the Hornets have to get back in gear because after Miami comes Golden State, then they'll get Chicago, and then the Lakers. So there, there are some oppor- they're, they're going to have some opportunities. I was looking at the schedule heading into the new year. They're going to have ten of their next sixteen at home, so that's good news. But bad news, they've got three back to backs in that stretch, and they've got to play. Uh, what did I say? Sixteen games. So they've got to play sixteen games before the new year. So they've got to. They've got to. You know they're they're going to be tired by the end of that stretch, but they do have a lot of home games. So, um, you know, this was again that we knew that the schedule heading into the new year was going to be very difficult. It has proven to be that, but the Hornets they just have to get tougher. Uh, then you know it's like they're either not closing out games, they're not tough enough to close out games, or they start games like they did against the Toronto Raptors and they don't give themselves a chance uh, to win a basketball game. So uh, some stuff to figure out, obviously, without the captain. uh, This one was going to be difficult. 126-113, the final score for uh, the, the Charlotte Hornets. That'll do it for us here on Locked on Hornets. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you check us out on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked On Hornets. Thanks to our sponsor for this episode, the Knight Residential Group. For your home interior renovation, call the Knight Residential Group at 704-733-9566 or visit their website, knightresidentialgroup.com. All right, thanks so much for listening. We're going to be back on Friday. That's the good news, by the way. The bad news is the Hornets lose. The good news is the next show is Fun Friday, and you get to see me eat an extremely high hot chip. I'm going to do the one chip challenge here on the show on fun Friday. So catch us back here on Friday for David. I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm. Charlie.